Welcome to another episode of Bring More Steam. I'm your host, Rob Breyer. I'm the principal here at Cameron Elementary School. And today we are lucky to talk to Miss Ashley Lorsman, who is a STEM teacher down at Aberdeen Primary. Um, she is a phenomenal STEM teacher from what I've been told, and I've heard that from many people. And I think today you're going to be really excited to hear from her. And she's going to give us a perspective of what it is like to teach STEM or STEAM in a K-2 school. So sit back, grab your popcorn in your, or your snack, and get ready to listen. <laughs> All right, so welcome to our third episode of Bring More STEAM. And like I said, I'm sitting here with Miss Ashley Larsman. And Ashley is originally a Michigan native. Mm-hmm. That's right. And she's been here in North Carolina for about seven years, where she began teaching at Carthage Elementary, where she taught fourth grade. And then this, this past year, she went to Aberdeen Primary School, and she wanted to pursue her passion for teaching STEM. Um, she's currently pursuing a master's degree, trying to become a school administrator. Mm-hmm. And so that's exciting news, um, especially for me, because I just think everybody should become school <laughs> principals. But um, she has also done some really amazing things. She's worked with Carrie Robledo. Robledo. Mm-hmm. And Carrie and her have interned at St. Joseph of the Pines and Accelerated Technology Labs this past summer to see how they use STEM in the workforce. And they are currently working on creating a STEM camp for middle school students at the Boys and Girls Club, um, which they hope to roll out next summer. Yes. Actually, this current summer. This current summer. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. So, um, And they're hoping to just pretty much go and show students about the different STEM careers that are out, that are out there and what they can pursue. Yep. We're hoping to teach them about um, silver engineering, um, you know, architecture, um, aviation, and then we we're going to also hit on, since we did St. Joseph Pines, accelerated technology, computer science, and um, the medical field. And kind of, um, we wanted the students to see what they have around them in Moore County and take advantage of it early on and kind of get an idea of what they're interested in. That's fantastic. And you got hooked up with Carrie because you're also a Keenan's Fellow student? Yeah. yeah. So we both interviewed... Um, when the application came out, we both interviewed okay. um, to be Keenan Fellow. And then it just so happened that we both got it. That's so. fantastic. So, <laughs> yes. well, that's wonderful. Um, so today it's just a Q&A type format. It's just a simple discussion. And if you're ready, we'll get going. Yes, absolutely. I'm excited. What are three skills all students must have to be successful in school as well as in life? Um, definitely the most important one I would say is communication skills. Um, even when I was interning at St. Joseph of the Pines, they were saying um, communication is um, something you need to have in the workforce and anywhere you go. I think communication is important. Um, problem solving, critical thinking skills is another one. And definitely collaboration skills would be my top three. Everything in STEM. <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically STEM in a nutshell. So yes. <laughs> I love that. So Do you have um, any special routines or rituals that you do to make your day more impactful? Um, Yes. I think it's really important to connect with the students and get to know them. And so every morning when the students come in, um, every class that I meet with, I like to at least um, have a few students and we do tell me something good. And they love doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I get to know the students a little bit more. They share something with me. And so I can connect with them a little bit more as well. 
I also have what I call a recovery zone in the classroom, um, working with students, especially in the primary grades. Um, they have a really hard time with um, sometimes collaboration and working together. Um, and so it's been, um, they get frustrated too. They want to give up when they have a project that they can't figure out right away. And so this recovery zone has been kind of um, our little savior in the classroom where they get to go and relax and kind of um, regroup and kind of think about what, you know, what's going on. Then they can come back to the group when they're ready to come back. I love and that. So, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you're all about relationships. Mm-hmm. And then so kids can just go come go to the recovery area and Mm -hmm. come back whenever they're comfortable. Yep. And sometimes I have to say, why don't you go recover, (laughs) you know, and then you can come (laughs) back. And then um, other times they'll just, I'll see them walk over there, you know, and I'll go talk to them. Um, And then they can, um, once we talk it out a little bit, they're ready to come back. That's such a great idea. I love it. Mm -hmm. And then just a normal routine that we do in STEM um, every time, most of the stories that we, or most of the STEM that I do with the primary grade, it starts with a read aloud. And so we usually read, do our little carpet time, go over the topic that we're going to cover that day. And then we go through the whole STEM process, you know, of what's our problem and then go through our plan and they make their little blueprint and then they, um, then they create their plan and doesn't work out, recreate their plan, <laughs> improve it. That's and wonderful. So yeah, in the whole process. And then we try to, as much as possible, reflect on what happened and see where they could have, you know, improved their plan or what they could have done better, what worked really well. That's fantastic. So I love the fact that the relationship piece, and can you sing that again real quick? <laughs> Tell me something good. See, I mean, <laughs> how is that not a good way to start your day every morning? So um, I just, you know, and I'm just getting to know mm. Ashley now and I have a funny feeling that kids absolutely love being in class. <laughs> um, you just seem to have a very warm nature about you and I can see the kids instantly love just coming in there. So, well, thank you. <laughs> so let's go and take a look. Can you tell us about Aberdeen primary? Tell us a little bit about their demographic sides, things that you struggle and things that you love. Absolutely. Um, so we are a K2 school. Um, and preschool with over 320 students. Um, we have, like I said, the one preschool class and then five classes, each of kindergarten, first grade, and second grade. And I do get to see all those students. And then we have a self-contained classroom who I actually go into and work with as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, over two-thirds of our students receive free and reduced lunch. Um, students at our school tend to need a little more love and attention from their teachers. My favorite thing um, to see is how excited students um do become when they walk into STEM, you're saying that they really, um, they've really loved STEM a lot. And that's great. Um, like I said, a comment I hear very often is, or what are we going to do today? As soon as we walk in or they'll look at the table, like, <gasps> you know, and it's, <laughs> that's like, that's the best feeling. See, and that's, <laughs> that's my sweet spot right there. Like the excitement over learning. I mean, every mm-hmm. kid should be able to feel that. And yes. I think every school should be able to offer that for kids. So I love the fact that that's something you're actually hearing kids saying. Oh, yes. It's um, it's really um, great when I do car duty in the morning and students are like, oh, I see you today. And I was like, yes, you do. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I can't wait. I wonder what we're going to do. That's wonderful. Yes. So I really enjoy it. Um, it's The STEM program has really been wonderful to our students. Um, I think they really need those social skills, especially. Um they're learning, you know, it's really, like I said, really hard for them to collaborate and communicate and problem solve and then to do it all together. Um, it's the first year was a little more challenging um, 
because students were using the recovery zone quite a bit (laughs) (laughs) Um, because they were kind of getting through their challenges. And then they have this year, um, it's not as much. They're learning, you know, you can see that they are grasping the whole, okay, we're going to work together. We're going to have to get through it. And me, I've grown, you know, as a STEM teacher too, and I've learned, you know, you know, choice is really important. Letting students pick who they work with um, that actually works out a lot better <laughs> and That's letting great. them decide, you know, we talk, have the whole talk about who's responsible, who's not responsible. So. That's yes. wonderful. Okay. And so knowing your school as well, um, for those who don't know that Aberdeen primary and Aberdeen elementary are going to mm-hmm. soon be combining into a brand new school and that's going to open up in 2020. Yes. School year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really exciting. And uh, Dante Poole is going to be the principal of that school. Yes. Is what I heard. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's wonderful news and that's exciting. So, um, and I'm hoping, and I would imagine that Dante is going to keep yes. on with the STEM program. Oh yes. He is very excited about STEM and I know they have a STEM teacher at Aberdeen elementary as well. Yes. And so, and that was a great addition this year because the students who got it last year, like the second graders, they're able to, you know, get it again. Cause they kept asking me, are we going to have STEM at the other school? And then finally, when I found out, I was like, yes, there, be, <laughs> there are you going, they kept going, are you going to the other school? Are you at the elementary school too? And I was like, no. And oh. then they're like, I was like, but there is going to be a STEM teacher. So you're still getting STEM. That's like, fantastic. So yeah, that's great. So you're already preparing them. So when they move mm-hmm. to the next school, they'll have all those skills. So mm-hmm. I'm sure she's very thankful for you. So. <laughs> what do you do? Um, I'm sorry. Why do you do what you do? Why do you teach STEM education? Um, when I first started teaching second grade, I was one of the few teachers who um, were able to pilot one-to-one iPads for our students. So I became immersed in all those technology tools that we can use for our students. Um, And I really enjoyed um, students being able to create projects using technology. And during um, the five years I was at Carthage, I worked a lot with the DIFFs, um, such as Kelly Priest and um, Clint Rogers using these technology tools and STEM projects. And so um, one summer, the summer that we had the workshops, I think it was here actually, when we were learning about the, uh, when they were working on the engineer threads to start embedding those in the curriculum, I had the um, opportunity to work with the diffs on um, creating those. And so that kind of, you know, got more, I became more interested in the whole STEM program. Um, and started using it more in my classroom. And then um, there was an open diff position and Steve Johnson emailed me. So I thought I would interview. And the STEM, he, um, I found out about the STEM position available at Aberdeen Primary. And I was like, I need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. And it has been. It's been really fun. That's great. And so that's just kind of how it's revolved. That's so wonderful. I enjoyed it a lot. Do you, do you miss being out of a regular classroom? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I do. Yes. I, I really enjoy what I do, but, um, you know, there's not, you, you know, having your own group of kids and, you know, being able to do so much and see where they grow, but it's also been an amazing opportunity to, um, see, to see every kid in the school and have the opportunity to reach every school student in the school and then see where they go and the progress they have made. Um, with that as well. So, I mean, there's pros and cons to both, you know? (laughs) And so, yes, I can't say that I don't miss being out of the classroom Mm -hmm. um, and having my own group, but I definitely enjoy what I'm doing and I'm glad that I did. And that's the same thing I love about being a principal. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, you connect with every child, like, Mm -hmm. you know, especially here at Cameron, like I know all my kids and Mm -hmm. get to see them on a daily basis. And, but you do miss that 
having that strong bond and that connection Mm -hmm. with your students and being able to see them go from point A to point B and just that aha moment Mm -hmm. is like what I miss the most about being in the classroom and teaching. So um, I love it when kids like look at me and say, oh my gosh, Mr. Breyer, I got this. (laughs) And like, it's just such a great moment as a teacher. So it's like one of the most rewarding pieces. So what's your perfect day like? (laughs) There's really never a perfect day. (laughs) I agree with that. (laughs) And that's why I do love my job. Um, I've even learned that when an engineering plan or experiment goes wrong, then that is usually when we learn the most. Um, Just recently, we created balloon rockets. Um, And I tested it out before the students did it, and it worked fine. (laughs) And then the first time the students did it, and we tried to shoot them up, and they had their rockets attached to the balloons, They did not shoot up. And I was like, why are they not working? I don't understand. And then I realized that they made them too heavy. And I was like, oh, teachable moment right here. And then they started to figure out. I was like, well, there's something that we need to go back and do. And they started, you know, realize all about what we were talking about. So that's what makes, you know, there's no perfect day. I wish I could say there was. Well, I don't really wish I could say what's because, like I said, then I get teachable moments like well, that. <laughs> and that's a perfect example. There's no such thing as failure. Mm-hmm. They just learned a way not to go make a yeah. rocket. And so, exactly. So, and that's our biggest, one of our biggest things in STEM is, you know, there's, you know, no plan's perfect and nothing, it's not always going to work the first time. We're not going to give up. That's a really big thing we like to say is never give up. And um, now that we're, in the second year, you hear students a lot. That's a big vocabulary of theirs. I don't even have to say it anymore. Never give up. I hear other kids telling them when <laughs> someone's getting frustrated, never give up. We can do this. Come on, guys. And I love that. I love hearing that. And that's a really, that's one of the things I love about Sam is that whole idea of grit and teaching kids about mm-hmm. perseverance. Like you just got to keep trying. Like the idea of failing, when you fail, you actually go and learn. Mm-hmm. And to use those experiences to go make whatever you're working on even better. And that's the whole thing about the whole engineering process. And it's just such a strong thing for kids, especially in elementary school, because when you start getting to middle school and high school, it becomes even harder and there's a lot more expectation. Mm-hmm. So um, you're doing a fa- fantastic job of just preparing your kids for their future. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. again, Thank kudos you. to you. So. <laughs> What do you think that our parents and our community members need to know about STEM or STEAM education? Um, I think they need to know it's for everybody, not just high academic students. I think they think... um, Oh, that's a huge misconception. (laughs) Yes. That, that, oh, they have to be this level. No, you don't. Anybody can do STEM, you know. And I think it's important to expose all students to STEM Mm -hmm. um, because... Students need a chance to explore um, the different in- the different topics, the different STEM topics and industries, and see what they're interested in. Like you said early on, yes, um, you don't want them to wait until they get to high school and then they discover robotics. And this whole time they've loved robotics, you know, or discover that there's something that they can do. And so I think that's also what we're focusing on in the Kenan, um, in the Kenan Fellowship, um, working with the Boys and Girls Club, the middle school students. We want to expose them in middle school to the different industries so they understand and can see that there are these other opportunities, there's these interests, like you can, you know, you can find something you love. So, so and so something that we do here, so we don't have an actual STEM program here at Cameron mm-hmm. yet, but we do have what we call um, Learning Celebration Day. Mm-hmm. So at the very end of the year, we bring all in all these representatives from our community who have different types of jobs and different experiences. And um, they come in and the students just rotate from station to station and they're exposed to all these people and they do little activities with them. They talk about their career and what they do for a living. 
And the whole purpose behind it is just we're trying to expose our children early so mm-hmm. they can see what opportunities are out there and available to them. Um, so something currently that we're also doing is we're, we are building a uh, makerspace. Yes. And so for us, that's like a really big opportunity. But like we have a green screen and we have all these tools and things that they get to work with. And then Mr. Rogers is here doing his engineering strands. And mm-hmm. like I want my kids when they leave Cameron to and I'm sure just like you do with Aberdeen, like. I want them to leave here with a sense of like, okay, I have some ideas of like what I'm interested in. Like what, what are the opportunities? I want to give them a dream mm-hmm. because you know, it's one thing like you hear kids talk all the time about like, I want to be a professional athlete or I want to go on and I want to be a uh, musician or I want to mm-hmm. play, you know, I want to be a UFC fighter was one I heard the other day and just looked and I'm like, okay, well, that's, <laughs> it's a different dream, but okay. But I want them to have dreams outside of, those huge dreams that every kid has and really have an understanding of what opportunities are out there. So um, that's what, one of the things that for me, I love about STEM education. I am a teacher and I'm also a parent. And so I want my kids to be exposed to as much as possible at an Absolutely. early age. Um, I think it's important. It's definitely an important skill for future jobs. Yes. You know, so getting them interested now. Is- Get them interested early. Mm-hmm. Um, so concerning, uh, STEM education, what have you changed your mind about in the past few years? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? <laughs> I said it, re- it was, it really just was not on my radar, um, until a few years ago. And then I just kind of dove in head first and not looked back. So I'm just glad I've had the opportunity to get to understand kind of more about STEM. Um, I really, I really didn't. I didn't know so well, until a few years ago. <laughs> and looking back, I do remember reading that. And one of the things I thought of is you already answered it in the question before when you said STEM education is for everyone and not just your high academic. That's true. So mm-hmm. many, so many parents are like, oh, okay, you offer you offer a STEM or you offer a makerspace. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so is that where all your AIG kids? No, it's not. It's mm-hmm. for every child in my school has an opportunity to go in that room. And um, I started teaching robotics. Um, back when I was a second grade teacher quite a few years ago. And they, um, I think a common misconception too was that, you know, even teachers, parents thought your the kids had to be like AIG in order to be in robotics. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you start to realize like other students can do robotics too. And in fact, you're going to find the students who may not be so high academically really excel in robotics and they excel in STEM. And I've discovered that quite a bit too, actually working in the STEM lab. So you're right. That would probably be one thing that I have discovered is that um, STEM. Yeah. You, there will be students who you don't think will do very good at it. Um, In fact, I have a kindergarten kindergartner this year who um, doesn't really talk. um, And he doesn't talk really to anybody. He gets upset really easily. Um, and sometimes we have behavior issues with him in the classroom. Um, but when he comes to STEM, he lights up and I get him talking, I get him engaged. I'll take over his whole group. And, um, you wouldn't think that about him. You really, I mean, there's a lot of, nobody would have thought that, but he just instantly loves it. And so, and he will, he'll take his plan, he'll do his plan. And, you know, his group may be falling apart, but he's like keeping it together, keeping them together. And, you know, he, you see a completely different side of him. Um, And I love, I love that. I love it because that's the second time today I've heard that almost a very (laughs) similar story. Um, This morning I had the luxury of being at the uh, NCASCD conference and I could hear Steven Turner talk about um, STEM and Mm -hmm. he's a former pro basketball player and played in the NBA for about 10 years. 
And what was incredible was listening to him talk, but he was talking about STEM education and why he got into it. And because his son has autism and he said, it's amazing. Like when you give my son these opportunities to code or to play with robots mm-hmm. or give him a, um, Oh, what was he talking about? Um, and I just, I just slipped my mind, but just different STEM type of devices. And he says, he just lights up. It's like a different child mm-hmm. and the child they see at home, like that's what they see. And that's the child they love. And it just brings out the best of their child. And so it's just interesting. Like STEM is a powerful tool. And I love the story you were just telling because mm-hmm. I'm hearing it so much more often. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the fact that like, I definitely think it's a tool that helps every child engage in learning mm-hmm. and really find what they're passionate about. So, so we're coming Closer to the end, and we got a few more questions for you. And the first one is just tell me um, about your favorite STEM lesson. It was, it's really hard to pick just one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, though, I enjoy it the most when I do use robotics, even though I like doing the um, non-robotic lessons as well. Um, but students, especially K2 students who aren't always exposed to the robots, mm-hmm. um, like when we use Dash or when we use Spiro, um, they love using those tools. And so when I, I, when I bring out the robots, I instantly go, oh, you know, they walk in the room and they're just instantly excited. And so I think I enjoy using those because even though sometimes it's more challenging, um, yeah. to, you know, keep them all on board and keep them, <laughs> keep, them <focused. laughs> keep them focused. It's, um, it's rewarding because students really love it and they get you, that's when you see them really engaged, um, and they're all working together to make their, like, and we've done snow plows for Dash where they have to oh, um, plow the snow. And they were talking about after we read Snowy Day, they've done a winter fashion snow. That was fun <laughs> where they had to dress them up, figure out how, how to dress Dash up for the winter. <laughs> and That's then, awesome. Um, just, you know, engineering a wagon or a hat for Dash having to do with Dr. Seuss Day, see how tall he can make it and hold an egg. Oh, that's neat. Um, so just, I just, I really love when I have the opportunity to use robots because the students love it so much. And know? I love the fact that you said they're mm-hmm. instantly engaged. Like they are. Instant mm-hmm. engagement. So mm-hmm. um, All eyes are on me. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's no wondering eyes as soon as I bring out Dash. I can only <laughs> imagine. So um, if you could have any piece of technology in your STEM lab, what would it be? Um, thankfully, we're very blessed at Aberdeen Primary um, because we have a lot of technology in our lab. Um we have, like I said, the Dash. We do have some um, Spiros. We have we have the Lego WeDo's. We have the different Lego sets. Um, but just recently, I was working with the BeeBots, and those are um, a simpler coding um, robot with the students, and they're great for the K2 students. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't have my own set yet. And so I would love the opportunity to get those or the Ozobots. Um, I think those would be a great addition to our STEM lab as well. And then I do love using books. Um, I did write, um, not a GoFundMe, but a, um, was it a GoFundMe? One of the. Um, the gra- different types of grants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the grants. I wrote a grant this summer um, and we were able to get a lot more of the engineering books in our classroom um, to use because there's so many great books and storylines that go with um teaching about STEM or teaching about different science lessons and math lessons. Um, and anytime I can relate a book in our lesson or like do a read aloud or do something like that, that just in- integrates with what we're teaching. Um, I love to bring bring a read aloud in. And that's such a fantastic idea of really just exposing and showing them how books can go and lead to all these different activities mm-hmm. and how important books are and 
sparking that creativity. So um, I just think that's a fantastic idea. And um, I'm going to just kind of let you know that I think Mr. Uh, Rogers has a set of B-Bots. So if you ever need to yes. go and borrow, you know. <laughs> I have definitely borrowed from the dips because they do have it. So um, I do use them, but I wish I had. <laughs> so it's more convenient. <laughs> I love watching um, kindergartens kindergartners yes. down there and i've seen some great lessons with the with them and with like spelling activities and stuff and watching mm-hmm. the kids program and just how excited they get and mm-hmm. like you said it's instant engagement those kids are just focused and they're ready and mm-hmm. it's and it, they're learning you absolutely know? They don't, you know they think they're playing with robots but they're learning yeah so. they're learning at the same time and it's, it's yep. like the best of both worlds absolutely so what resources do you utilize to help you grow and expand your knowledge around stem education um, Twitter is definitely a big one. I like to go on Twitter and, um, just look at all the great things everyone's doing. Um, I've had the opportunity lately to go to a lot of conferences and workshops, um, be, um, work, um, being with a Keenan fellow, we've gone through, I gone to NCAT. I was able to go to Br- the Bridging the Gap Science oh, Conference. Wonderful, yeah. Um, and that was my first time being there. And so that was really wonderful. And then I have, um, I'm going to be going to another NCAT at the end of March. And which NCAT do you normally go to? Do you go to Cullowee? Or yeah, you... that was the one. I was hoping to go to... Um, Ocracoke? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but unfortunately, I think those fill up too fast. <laughs> and, I, and I'm lucky. I've got. I I've been to both. And uh, absolutely, I mean, it doesn't matter which one you go mm-hmm. to. It's just an amazing experience. They do a wonderful job of educating your teachers really and really providing that strong PD that teachers need. You're jam-packed. From, oh, yes. <laughs> from start to end. And your brain is a little overloaded, but it's... It's really great. So yes. I enjoy it a lot. It, it's a great experience. I, and I recommend it mm-hmm. for every teacher out there listening. Um, if you can get into an NCAP program, definitely look for it. Yes. And then, you know, um, like to grow and I like to read books. Um, and so what I, book are you reading right now? You had to put me on the spot. Yeah, I'm in grad school right now. So I have my classes going on. So I'm currently not reading um, any book right now. Do you have a favorite book that you love? Um. I did have one. I read one um, over the summer. It was my, I can't name the title. I knew I should have brought the book with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, I can't think of it right now. Well, currently um, I'm reading a really great book and I'm going to tell you all about it. Um, it's When by Daniel Pink. Mm-hmm. And it's really looking at timing and things that we do and how timing is so important. And then making sure that we're doing things at the correct time. Did he write another book? He he's written me? many books. So okay. Drive? Drive, you, yes. Okay. yes. It's the same. And so mm-hmm. um, I belong to a group through Better Leaders Bear Schools with uh, Danny Bauer. And we're, it's one of the books that we're studying. And it's just a phenomenal book. So um, I'm like you. I love reading, mm-hmm. um, just building up my knowledge as much as possible. I have um, about 12 books at home that I plan on reading. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like I said, right now, my schedule is pretty packed. I'm finishing up my intern, my admin internship, and then I have a grad class going on. Yeah, so and you're so, saying really busy. So <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah, not overload myself. But usually during the summer, um, that's when I um, catch up on all my read or during breaks. I mm-hmm. usually like to during breaks. Um but being in grad school, there's no, t- there's no such thing as breaks. <laughs> yes. It hasn't been that long yeah. since I remember doing that. So. Almost done, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Almost made it through. That's the summer wonderful. I'll be done. <laughs> I love the fact that you also mentioned peers. Yes. So the peers, I think the most is learning from peers. You know, I see them on Twitter, too. But then um, we have a little chat that we have going on, and we can send, um, diff- the diffs can send um, different things that are going on, or the STEM teachers. We mm-hmm. like to... Um, share our lessons with each other, share the different things we just um, discovered and found out. So 
I definitely think um, the STEM teachers and DIFFs are wonderful. Kim Colazzo, you know, she's amazing. I think I think she was just on here recently. Yes, she was. And um, I've grown a lot just from her and learning about her listening and sharing ideas with her. That's fantastic. Yep. Peers are number one. That's great. So Ashley, um, let me just say, like, I greatly appreciate being a part of our show. Um, the bring more steam podcast has really benefited from having you on it. Cause, um, I agree. Everybody I've talked to said you were phenomenal oh. and <laughs> just listening to you talk today, I I'd have to agree with them. Um, do you have any parting words or advice for any of those looking to explore, uh, steam or STEM education? Just go for it. Try it out. You know, I know it's, um, I've had teachers cause I do do, I offer, um, PDs to teachers as well. And, um, sometimes like when teachers are new to it, I had one teacher recently, she was like, Oh, I don't know about this. Like, this looks like chaos. I was like, it's controlled chaos. Exactly. It's, it's definitely doable. Um, and so that's what that's what I would definitely say is just go for it. You know, the students love it. And we did. I was like, I'll be there along the way. Like, I'll help you with this lesson. Just, just try it. Trust me. And she did. And she's like, you're right. That was great. The kids loved it. So, oh, yes. <laughs> and so just try it. Just go for it. You know, you never, you just never know until you try try and so the kids they'll you'll see when you do it how engaged they are so it's worth it that's great i love mm-hmm. that advice um so bring more steam podcast wants to thank you the listener for taking time to learn more about the great things happening in moore county schools and our stem programs so ashley um again thank you for just being an amazing leader we greatly appreciate you being here and for taking time to talk to us um so Real quick, though, how can people get a hold of you? Is that through – this is the best way to get a hold of you, through Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. They can absolutely get a hold of me through Twitter. So, Miss Lorsman's uh, – that's actually her Twitter handle is mm-hmm. at Miss Lorsman. That's L-U-E-R-S-M-A-N. Um, I know I follow her. She does a 